This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, Coffee with Carrie, then make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee Homeschool and Step with God. And then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement too. You can also find me at Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think, no, I know, you're going to be encouraged. <laughs> The past two years have been beyond rough for most of us. Death, grief, and sickness is a part of our fallen world and is something we all have to deal with at some point and sadly at many times in our lives. If your family's mourning the loss of a loved one, I want you to know you're not alone. In this week's podcast, I wanted to talk about the raw truth of grief and how to parent and homeschool with it and through it. In all honesty, I desperately wish I didn't have experience in this area to share with you. I wish I could say our family has never had to deal with this during our homeschooling, but sadly, that's not the walk God has chosen for our family. Our family has had to homeschool through grief on several occasions. Grief doesn't end, but it does change. If you've lost a loved one, you know the early days are full of tears and questions, but eventually... There are days where the memories are shared with more smiles than tears. One day with a small smile, you'll be able to tell a joke that you and your dad shared. One day, your kids will be able to tell a story about your mom, but they know that even though you might tear up, they understand you're okay. Grief doesn't end because missing our loved ones doesn't end. There will be days that it seems fresh and days that it seems like forever since they left us. All of these things are real and okay and honest. You never really get back to normal, but there comes a day you accept the new normal without your loved one and you learn to function in the new normal. Now, tomorrow would have been my big brother's 56th birthday. This month marked the one-year anniversary of my brother losing his fight with renal cell carcinoma. In all honesty... I've never seen someone suffer so much. The pain was unbearable for him, and quite frankly, unbearable for us to watch. But I've also never seen someone fight so hard either. But that was my big brother. It truly is hard to believe he's gone, and he's been gone for a year now. I still can't wrap my head around the fact that my brother had cancer, and the fact that he didn't beat it, because my big brother was always a winner. He never lost, ever. Now, although he cheated a lot, Monopoly, he was a winner in everything else, everything he did. So I guess you could say, I'm still in shock he's gone. He was actually all I had left. 
My dad passed away 10 years ago, and my mom unexpectedly passed away about four years ago. So it was just Frank and me, left to joke about our childhood, and there were so many jokes. <laughs> it was just the two of us to pass on my mom's awesome cooking and to pass on my dad's hilarious stories. But then 10 months after he told me he had stage 4 kidney cancer, he was gone too. Whether you have time to prepare for a loss of a loved one, or they're taken unexpectedly by accident, heartache, or COVID-related complications, it's hard. Death is hard. Grief is hard. (laughs) Putting one foot in front of the other each morning, that's hard. Making yourself take a shower each day, that's hard. Putting food on the table each night for your family, it's hard. Giving of yourself and being there for others while you're crying uncontrollably, that's really hard. And it feels impossible on some days. But what you and I need to remember is that it's okay to grieve, to mourn. It's okay to stop, to slow down, to cry, to scream, to be fine one minute and to be a complete basket case the next. It's okay. It's even okay to tear up and cry a bit as I try and get through this hard podcast episode. And that's what I wanted to talk about in this week's episode. I pray that you and your family never have to homeschool through grief. But for those of you who have found yourself in this kind of a season, I wanted to share with you some of the lessons that our family has learned each time we've homeschooled either through sickness or how we've homeschooled after the loss of a loved one. Now, I'll talk in depth about each one, but the Lord graciously taught me several lessons while we homeschooled through grief. One, it's okay to take time off. Two, don't ignore the grief. Share it, especially with your kids. Three, it's okay to lighten the load and do vanilla lessons for a while. Four, It's really okay to overuse audiobooks, movies, and child-friendly TV shows for a while. Five, make sure you get some vitamin D therapy. And six, of course, ask for help. But let's talk about the first one. Mamas, it's okay to take a break. And I mean a long, extended, much-needed break if that's what you need. It's important to give ourselves grace when unexpected things happen in our lives, especially when one of these things is a death in the family. The Lord commands us in times of trouble, distraction, and tragedy to be still and know that He is God. It's important to take time to grieve as a family when a loved one leaves us and enters into the presence of God. We need to give ourselves grace to grieve no matter how long it takes. If putting the school books and lessons aside for an extended time to grieve a loss, well then be still and know that God is with you. And there are other forms of loss that might need an extended break. It's important to take time to mend broken hearts when separation or divorce enters the walls of your home. We need to give ourselves grace to mend those broken hearts, no matter how long it takes. If simplifying our school calendar and daily life for an extended amount of time to grieve the loss of a loved one, whether it's through death or divorce, or taking time to start the process of starting over, 
Then be still and know that God is all you need. Sometimes the loved one is still with us, but they're seriously ill. It's okay to take time to care for a family member who becomes sick or when an elderly relative needs our daily care. We need to give ourselves grace to reprioritize our lives and to get used to this new normal, no matter how long it takes. If schoolwork becomes doing chores and field trips become running grandpa to the doctor, then be still and know that God will be your strength. After the loss of a loved one, it's really okay to take a Sabbath break. Maybe it's for a month. Maybe it's for several months, or it might be even longer, but that is okay. Remember Isaiah 54, 13 promises us, God is the ultimate teacher of our children, and great shall be their peace, those who are taught by the Lord. When we found out my brother's cancer had moved to his bones and his liver and his brain, I started visiting New Orleans on a monthly basis. My sister-in-law really needed the help. My nieces and nephews, well, they needed family around. And I desperately needed to spend as much time as I possibly could with my big brother. Now, it was my son's senior year, (laughs) and his last high school baseball season was about to start. He didn't have a baseball season the year before because of COVID, so we were all really looking forward to it, including my brother. But we decided to take a break from most of our schoolwork stuff and to just focus on baseball, on English, (laughs) and on Uncle Frank. Some trips, we all went together. Some trips, it was just my daughter and me. Some visits, it was just my son and I. And some visits, like my last one, was just me. Of all the years to quote-unquote slack off, senior year is probably not the one I would have chosen, (laughs) especially since my son's junior year was such a COVID waste of time. But it was important that we did this for my brother, for his family, and for us. There was no question in my mind that senior year would just have to wait. But God is so good. Even through all of the trips back home and all of the long-distant teaching I did over the phone or FaceTime with Joe, Joe didn't get behind at all. God worked everything out right down to the tiniest of details, including the fact my big brother actually got to attend Joe's first game of his senior year. So moms, if you don't get to math for a while, your kids are going to be okay. They're learning many other valuable lessons, one of which is how to lean on the Lord in the midst of pain. Another lesson is on how to deal with and process the death of a loved one, and also lessons on how to serve and comfort the brokenhearted. These are all valuable lessons to learn. Okay, second, don't ignore the grief or put on a happy face for your kids. What you're going through is real. It's a fact of this fallen world. And sadly, moms, it's a lesson our children will eventually learn one day. There are many teachable moments as your children see you grieve a loved one. They will learn from you how to process grief and the loss. They'll learn from you how to lean on the Lord, even though we don't understand, or if we're furious that our loved one is gone. They'll learn 
all of these emotions are part of the grieving process and that it's okay to feel them and express them. Share with your kids as much as they can understand your feelings. When they see you tear up in the grocery line, talk with them when you get home about, oh my gosh, guys, the lady in front of me in the line was wearing grandma's perfume. The smell of it made me think of Gigi and how much I miss her. Trust me, your kids will appreciate the honesty and the stories. Now, when your kids are sad or confused and trying to process their feelings, spend your days having conversations and answering their questions and going to God's word to share with them the hope we have as believers. If they need to talk about grandma one day instead of talking about math facts, then do it. It's really okay. Trust me, (laughs) no matter how hard you try to do math on those days, if their hearts and minds are on a loved one who's either sick or has passed away, nothing you do in that math lesson will be heard, understood, or remembered anyway. Just put the books away for a while and talk. After my dad passed away, I found my son in the backyard crying one day. He had seen Mr. Bluebird in the tree and was thinking about all the times he and my dad would sit outside and bird watch together. It was important I sat with Joe and to let him share the stories and the feelings he was processing. Now, did we have someplace important to be? <laughs> you bet. <laughs> did it really matter, though, in the grand scheme of things at that moment? No way. So we sat and we talked and we cried, and then we went and got some ice cream because my dad loved his ice cream. It's okay if you read aloud is full of picture books about dealing with death, or you read aloud time as a chapter book about a child who's also lost a loved one. Sometimes connecting with a fictional character is just what your child needs to express his or her feelings. They may not be able to put into words what their feelings are or what their thoughts are, but after they hear the thoughts of a character in a book, that might help them express what they're feeling. It's okay to grieve in front of your kids and to teach them how to mourn and to comfort those who mourn. Okay, third, it's okay to lighten the load and do vanilla lessons for a while. Now, if you decide taking a break altogether from schoolwork isn't a good idea for your family, then at least lighten the load. Trust that your kids will learn exactly what God wants them to learn during this time. Just get back to the basics. Just concentrate on the three R's. And mamas, keep your lessons vanilla. There's no need to feel guilty about not doing all the fancy unit lessons or all the arts and crafts activities while you're grieving. Sometimes the act of mourning just drains you of everything. There's no need to push your fuzzy brain or your sleep-deprived body to be creative or to make everything fun for the kids during this time. Vanilla is fine. Not every lesson during this time needs to be a banana split with different options and all the extra whipping cream. When you're grieving, math can just be math for the day. (laughs) Writing can just be writing, and science can just be science. Don't feel guilty if your lessons are a bit bland for a season. It's really okay. Fourth, (laughs) this one I love, 
it's okay to overuse audiobooks, movies, and child-friendly TV shows for a while. You have permission. Now, my mom, she used to visit us every three months or so, and she would stay for two to three weeks at a time. Now, after my dad passed away, I think her visits were just as much for us as they were for her. Being with us and all of our homeschooling noise and chaos was a nice break from the lonely, quiet house back home. One of my mom's favorite things to do was to watch movies, to watch silly TV shows like The Golden Girls, and to watch tons of baseball games on ESPN, even if they were old ones of the Yankees. My kids really looked forward to her visiting because they knew every night was going to be a movie night, and Joe knew I would allow him to watch TV during the day if there was a game on that Gigi wanted to watch. One visit, my mom had an episode, which we later found out was a mini stroke. She was taken to the ER and was admitted to the hospital since some of her vital signs weren't where they were supposed to be. But she was doing fine in the hospital, and I had just called my brother to tell him that she was doing better, and they were even talking about discharging her soon, so there was really no need for him to come fly out. That night, my mom insisted I went home and to take a shower and to hang out a little bit with the kids for a while, since I had been with her at the hospital almost 24-7 since she got there. So I kissed her goodnight, and I told her I'd be back after I took a shower and after I tucked the kids in. Well, after I got out of the shower, the hospital called me and said my mom had just had a massive stroke and a heart attack, and it took them over eight minutes to revive her, and she wasn't doing very well. I needed to come back to the hospital ASAP. Well, it would be a very long three days as my brother and my mom's brother, my uncle, made their way out to California. While waiting for them to get there, I sat next to her in her room while she was hooked up to life support. We knew she was gone, but of course my brother and my uncle wanted to say their goodbyes and to be with her and with me when my mom took her final breath. Within a week, my mom's usual visit with the kids and me turned into tragedy, and I experienced one of the greatest losses of my life. Trust me, (laughs) not much homeschooling was happening at this time. After taking two weeks off to travel home for my mom's memorial service and to help my brother get my mom's affairs in order, we came back to California and took a break from our formal lessons. I couldn't muster the strength to teach or to plan. So I sat them in front of the TV on many a days. (laughs) My son told me later that it was actually therapeutic since watching baseball and movies was one of the things he did with Gigi when she visited Did I feel guilty about allowing the TV to babysit my kids while I cried in the shower or while I was throwing things in the backyard because I was so mad? Yeah, I felt a little guilty, but only for a hot second. I needed it, and the kids didn't mind. And it was a way for us to slowly just get back to normal. So moms, I give you permission to overuse technology when you're in the midst of grief. And there are two more lessons that I've learned while homeschooling through grief. One is an obvious lesson and one not so much. The least obvious lesson is make sure you get vitamin D therapy. And what I mean by that is get outside as much as you can during the grieving process. Get your kids outside while they're grieving. There's something about sunshine and a warm breeze 
the fluttering of a hummingbird, and the smell of fresh flowers that just soothes the soul. Make sure you and your kids are getting a healthy dose of vitamin D. And if your outdoor excursions include a little bit of exercise too, well, that's even better because the natural release of serotonin is good for your brain and your heart. Now, the last one is obvious. Ask for help, moms. It's extremely important to take time to care for ourselves if depression or something similar invades our lives and our minds. We need to give ourselves grace to address the issues that are causing our depression, no matter how long it takes. We all go through it. Some of us suffer harder and longer than others. Depression, grief, and mental illness are not a sign of a weak faith or a weak character. It's important to call it what it is and to seek help. Don't be afraid to ask a homeschooling friend or your mother-in-law to teach your child a few days a week while you deal with your depression or your grief. Don't feel guilty about putting your child in one or two extra classes a few days a week if you get stuck in a depression spiral. If you take a break from being your child's primary teacher for a little bit, be still and know that God will be his teacher and great will be your child's peace because of it. It's okay to ask for help and to receive the help without guilt. I'm not going to lie or sugarcoat it. Losing a loved one sucks. I thought losing my dad, who is my world, was hard. Then I lost my mom with no warning while she was under my care. That was hard and left me with much guilt and pain to work through. But losing my brother last year just about did me in. I'm going to be honest, God and I were not on speaking terms for a while. I was pretty livid with God and the nightmares of reliving my brother's last month on this earth while he was in so much pain. It crushed me and it weakened me. But I knew deep down God understood my pain. I knew God could take my silent treatment for a while. I knew God was with me, even though I couldn't feel it at times. Death, grief, sickness, pain, depression, it's hard. I'm here as a survivor and as someone who's still going through it to honestly tell you, you're going to be all right. Your kids are going to be all right. Whether you homeschool through the grief or you take a break from homeschooling to grieve, moms, everyone is going to be all right. Jesus promised us, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. And thank you for your patience and grace as I teared up a bit too. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our new and improved website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at my Instagram account, coffeewithcarryconsultant. And don't forget to check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. If something encouraged you today, then share our podcast with a friend who's also homeschooling through grief or with a friend who's caring for a sick loved one. If you haven't already, 
We would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. And thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. I'm praying for you. And see you next time.